Welcome to the Trash Cats Trash Cast. I am Richard. I'm Steven. And today we're opening our market to sell cigarettes to the youths of California. <laughs> but first, Steven, how was your week? Dude, I've had a kind of fucked week. So do do yours first. We'll circle back. Okay. Um, well, Trump was arrested on Tuesday. We all know that. I was going to say, I um, hope by the time this comes out, that's true. Yeah, it's it's possible. We're, we're like, going to get into that in a bit for I sure. I feel like the last few months have all... It, it's, I mean, the last year, but like the last few months especially, it's like... The th- things are happening, like yeah. There's someone's pressing charges, and it's looking bad. And every every day, it's looking worse, and it's looking worse. And it's like, but nothing's happened. It was a gangster play for him to announce it, though. Like the Fed, they didn't announce it. He, did. yeah, he announced it. Yeah, he like called their bluff in a way. But the the floodgates have been broken, and now Georgia and all these other states are like Georgia's pressing a a fraud to election conspiracy whatever yeah 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 like it's gonna get interesting but we'll circle back yeah well, <laughs> that's fair there's a lot going on um i mean other than that my, my week's been cool it's been fine uh i've been touching up uh <laughs> some shit in my uh my house and some housework and um doing drywall over at key's place it's been cool you've been in um, work mode yeah um, we um we put we put in some we started the mudding um, which at first I was thinking like, this isn't so bad. And then, Psych. and then Keith was like, yeah, well, we got to do this, like repeat layers multiple times. And then like the, the 45 minute shit on the corners. And it's like, okay, this is going to be a lot more work than I thought it was going to be. Muddy um, yeah. always destroyed my dreads and I just hate it so much. Oh yeah. Uh, definitely destroyed one of my, uh, packaged t-shirts that, uh. I paid a couple bucks for so <laughs> it won't wash out of your shirt. Um, I mean, I haven't tried it yet. I, got, I got a bunch out. of globs doing the ceiling. That that was the other yeah. thing we fucked up. So I think it was fine. It was probably a smart call in our in our uh, uh, defense doing the walls first because we thought, okay, we're gonna do these walls. They'll be behind a bookcase eventually. Like this is a good place to practice and like get it together. And that's true, but then by the time it was time to do, when it was time to do the ceiling, we're fucking exhausted. We got <laughs> the ceiling done, and we're like, okay, now we got all the fucking corners. So then that was the the next move, and just we we had to split it up, up and finish it the next day because the corners were just, we were done. It's like ten hours in in one day of it. It was. You had corner seams? Yeah, like the um so there's like the, the outside corners corner. that you put the fucking metal on and then the inside corners you put the fucking tape on. They and make you gotta, those you can put brackets on it. On the, the and on the like exterior like out corners, the ones that are like in the corner of the room, you're supposed to use like a tape. Mm. So that's what we did. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I'm sure I had more fun than you. How, how was your week? Dude, I, I've just had a lot of nonsense going on. Uh, but I'll start with the good. I went to the art museum. I think I think last time I went was only like three months ago. But I, I had a black. I fucking love the Cincinnati Art Museum. It's a good art museum. They did have a George O'Keefe. Keefe? Keefe. Chief Keefe? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's where he got his name from. Yeah. 
what she had to pay for, which I was not going to do. But there's like two, they had the samurai suits. It reminded me of you. I don't remember seeing those before. I might be tripping, but they had like two beautiful samurai suits. One was like a darker, like deep browns and like black details. And the other one had like a lot of gold and a little red. And they're just stunning. And then um, there's like two paintings in particular that every time I go, like there are ones that just stay at the museum. And one of them's just my favorite piece of art in person. And I, I always get super excited to see it. So that was nice. Hell yeah. We, there's a, they have a lot of like busts and stuff. I thought that was, always thought that was cool. Th- those were really good for doing, um, like drawing when we would skip school and go to the art museum and mm-hmm. sit down and draw shit. It would be, uh, I would usually go to the bus because I was like faces. I don't know. I feel like faces were always harder. Like I can draw the rest of the person, but getting detailed faces that seemed accurate and like a real person, I got good practice from those. Definitely. Yeah. It's kind of nice to model off statues sometimes. Yeah. They don't fucking move. You know, so it doesn't fuck up your perspective. They don't got to sneeze and shit. <laughs> but so art museum is cool. But dude, this abdominal pain, it's just, it's driving me insane. It's been over a year at this point. And most of the time it's been fine. But dude, some, some days it feels like I legitimately have a broken rib. And I just mm. like cannot figure out what the fuck it is or what it's related to. So I go to a new specialist this week um, or ne- next Tuesday or whatever. So I'm, I'm very hopeful to figure out what the fuck is going on because it is just driving me crazy. Yeah, that's um, that's so shit. It's like the it's the it's worse than I don't know, not knowing what it is. Yeah. Like as long if you know what it is, then you know that like there's a thing you can do for it, or there's not, and you just gotta deal with it, like whatever. But at least then you know. Yeah, that that's where I'm at with it. it. Even if it's something big, small, or anything in between, I just need to know what the fuck is happening. Yeah, you know. They passed me around when I was having, when, you know, I still have skin issues, but when it first started, they passed me around to like allergens and I had like, I know I had one dermatologist that looked at it and like they, that acted like they'd never fucking seen it before, never seen anything <laughs> like this. And for the longest time we went with the allergy thing until one day we went to go see a new specialist and like she walked in the room, kind of took one look at me and was like, yep, it's seborrheic dermatitis. That's what it is. Yeah. You like, just got to get in front of the right person. Yeah. Someone who's not a fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of idiots, these fucking dentists, I got, I have two sessions left. I have 14 of my 17 cavities filled. But Hell yeah. My mouth feels so much better. Nice. I can, I can like eat Skittles again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's most important. I ate so much candy, I could no longer eat candy. I'm, <laughs> I'm back in the sugar game. Baby. Back in the candy game, dog. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> so that's been that's been good. But then I've so I'm trying to get off my medication, which is that now, recommended? Yeah. With okay. with how long? I, so I've been on been on this, which is a partial opiate antagonist for for about a decade on and off. 
I'm 30 years old and I've been on opiates of some kind for 14 years, 15 Mm -hmm. years. So, uh, and I've gone off everything completely, but I do better with the meds and I'm, I've gotten to a relatively low dose, but I, I need to be off completely and it, it's going fine. I've been like tapering. I've gone off before. I know, I know when it's bad, not bad or I'm not doing it well or I'm doing it well and it's going fine. I've been doing on this taper for a good while, but it, I'm not going into like full blown withdrawals or anything, but I just feel shitty, mm-hmm. and I and it's making it hard to know what the fuck's going on with my body because there's like I have multiple things going on, and then like just fucking horrid depression. So it's like I can't tell what the fuck is what anymore. That's fun. Yeah, it's I all, like it when symptoms like overlap and you don't know which thing it is and dual diagnosis, just mix and match. Pick it's like a pick four at Wendy's, you know. You don't you don't, you don't know which thing you're getting is going to give you the heart attack, but you know one of them will kill you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's exactly like a, a trip to Wendy's. It's exactly what that is. But doing okay, working on some art, had fun editing podcasts. I'm all right. Um. Speaking of art, you got any honorable mentions? I've been lazy as fuck about them lately. Um, shout out to uh, Banquet TV Dinners. Um, <laughs> it's it's, uh, it's uh, a half your day's worth of uh, sodium in one uh, small, easy-to-eat portion. Um, I, I bought some um, months ago when I was like – in the depression mode, and it was like, I just need something easy. When um, everyone else was hoarding toilet paper. Yeah. <laughs> I'm over here with all the banquet meals. You need Hunger your turkey. You need your turkey and peas meal, dog. I got you. <laughs> they had um I'd had them in my, my freezer for a while, and since I've been fucking with the oven and my kitchen's kind of been a mess, I haven't been using the stove and I was looking for something to eat. I wanted a hot meal, and I found that in the freezer. And I put it in the microwave only to read the nutritional facts and realize it was 58% of your recommended sodium. Do you know how many milligrams? How many, how much salt is that? Um, I didn't look at that part. And it's a fucking lot. It's a fucking lot of salt for, for what is a small portion. It is, I'm sure it's a, like a regular food size portion, but it's not a lot of food. Americans eat on average. 3,400 milligrams of sodium per day. However, the dietary guidelines for Americans recommend that adults have less than 2,300 milligrams per day. Yeah, that, uh, that, I mean, that tracks. So these, these meals have something in the range of like over a thousand milligrams of salt. Yes. Damn. That seems, seems a bit high. (laughs) Fucking intense. And it's like, yeah, they're good, but they're not that good. I don't know. I but yeah, shouts out the banquet, uh, you know, <laughs> meals. Hell yeah. Um, no, that's all I got. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what, what what dumb shit do you have? <laughs> well, uh, James Jean, we've mentioned him before. I've always, I've been a fan of his work for a long time. Some some of it a lot more than others, but he recently did 
a new piece called Sanctuary. It's on his Instagram, James Jean Art, and it has two of the prettiest tigers I've seen in a long time. Neon tigers that are just mm. fucking gorgeous. They're in the... I don't know what you call it. You see it in tattoos all the time, the Asian-style tiger, but with his like modern style that are just absolutely gorgeous they're very they're very pretty it's almost because of the size too it looks like they're like kittens yeah like baby baby tigers there's like a a fierceness to them but they're so like so adorable it's hard to take the threat too seriously Mm -hmm. i think they're his sanctuary they're the protectors Mm. and then i'm gonna butcher this name but i was recently turned on by uh, my brother approaching human to a new pianist. He's been around for a long time. He's a Russian p- pianist. Pianist, yeah, a Russian pianist. <laughs> He's thought of as one. No, that's if- what we talked about last week. Pianist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we talked a whole bunch about Jesus' pianist. We sure did. He's, if not the greatest, one of the world's greatest pianists of all time. Same Stanislav Richter. Mm. I think that it's actually, it looks like it's pronounced uh, Zivatoslav. Yeah, probably. But I like Stanislav because I can remember it. And then lastly, I don't know if you caught this one or not, but uh, John Approaching Human did a uh, Brother Lynch Hung chop and screw called uh, The Butcher Shop War Dub. Oh shit! I did not see that. It's pretty not. I'll ask him if we could put it in and see. see I'm sure he'll probably. But the war dub thing is like the electronic musicians. They are challenging each other, and you have 24 hours to make the track or remix track or whatever. So it's a it's a it's Brother Lynch's sickum chopped and screwed with some big changes in the instrumentation and beat that are pretty rad. Well, fuck, man. Now we we yeah, got to do the rest of this podcast and not listen to that. We can listen to it. I mean, you know. You want to listen to it now? Maybe just a little bit here real quick. It's pretty gnarly. Hello, they put them in the butcher shop and get them up and up all the blood and get away as they're on the fucking lock the clip. If they get out and run, back to the safe haven and stop. <laughs> Murder with terror shit, you might take that. And I wrap them all up in latex like a safe sale. Fuck us.
I I made a um, I didn't have a SoundCloud account. I just made a SoundCloud account so I could <laughs> like that. Hell yeah! Oh, fucking SoundCloud keeps playing shit. Yeah, fuck yeah! Nice work, John. Should we get to the work at hand? Yeah. So, um, should kids smoke cigarettes? Absolutely, yes. Should we uh, be allowed to give them cigarettes, sell them cigarettes, and should they be allowed to smoke? And why are we wondering? So here's the point. Here's the real point. Kids should be allowed to smoke only because we need a market to sell our cigarettes to. So in the state of California, it just passed a ban where uh, from the language of what I'm, what I found, it says tobacco, uh, the sale of tobacco will be prohibited – to anyone born after uh, whatever the date was in the year of 2007. So basically, if you can buy cigarettes now, that's dope. But anyone born after that will not be able to buy. Like anyone, like say if you're like, oh, I think it's already, it's 21 there to smoke or to buy cigarettes. Which is trash. Ohio just did the 21 too. Ah, that's goofy. So by, by... if you're 20, that means next year you will not be able to buy cigarettes. If you're it's so whack, yeah, yeah. So like that's, and I I think it's that that math doesn't work out. If it's by 2007, then that means that we, we get it. you got some time. But yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the point is there's a cutoff, and they're not going to continue selling cigarettes to people. And the the idea is that you know to keep new generations from getting addicted to cigarettes, um, which I think honestly. It's about time, I guess. It's like it's a good thing in theory, yeah, but it's I, really yeah, it's, it's bad it, that I they're think, doing this. I I mean, it I is. I feel like when I was younger, one of the things that we talked about all the time was like, how come weed's illegal but cigarettes aren't? Like cigarettes are so bad for you, and you can just get them all the time, and it doesn't matter if you're underage. You can get cigarettes, like it doesn't matter. So you said that backwards, but yeah. Weed was illegal in cigarettes. Y- yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. So if, if like why why aren't cigarettes illegal, but weed is like um, they're way more addictive and shit like that. Like there's a whole we we would talk about that all the time. And I I mean I get it. I think it's uh I mean there's still going to be ways to get cigarettes. There's not like you know these people are going to be without the the ability to ever get cigarettes but what that does mean is that by the year 2073 you're gonna have to be 67 years old to buy a pack of smokes the reality is it means there will be far less underage children or young adults smoking cigarettes in the state of california that's now what's interesting is vaping has a big impact on this. And then there's also two other precedents at play. When we were younger, they banned all the, the smoking in bars. And that was a that was a big deal in yeah, defining that's right. how America looked at smoking. And since the numbers for adults that smoke are radically lower, not just because of that, but in general, the amount of smokers has plummeted. Outside of going to a bar, you don't see that many people smoke compared to 20 years ago. The other really interesting comparison is just this week, Canada did a sudden ban, the same style. You can no longer buy pistols in Canada. 
Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, it was, if you have one, it's grandfathered in. They gave a like a little bit of notice ahead of time, and then after that, no more pistols were mm-hmm. being sold. And the reality is, both whether it's guns, cigarettes, whatever, it has good impacts. Like these are things like society has decided, or our leaders at least have decided this for a reason, and it will systemically make a change in difference that affects people's lives, trickle down, all that bullshit. I still think it's disgusting. It's because it's a rule. It's fr- it's personal freedom. Like, wh- why the fuck can anyone tell me I can't smoke something? Why, why can anyone tell me I can't have a piece of metal in a certain shape that does something? Right. I, j- I just hate it so, so- fucking much. So let me let me uh, throw this in. It actually didn't. It hasn't passed yet. It's being considered. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I, th- I thought no, that it good. had been a, a past thing. Um, There's one state that already has done something like that. I think it's Massachusetts. Um, a city in Massachusetts. Yeah. Not e- not even all of Massachusetts. Just a, a city. city. Yeah, which um, makes it hard to see the results when it's a, a city or state. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the the issues that they're looking at. Is like they don't know what they do know is that. It corrupts um, what, the da- data. Yeah. So what they did was first they banned like flavored tobacco, including menthol. Mm-hmm. And what they noticed was a gigantic increase in menthol tobacco sales around the city, right. uh, which means, you know, people are still going to go somewhere. They're still going to get tobacco. Like we, that's a known You're just thing. inconveniencing like, people who favor menthol at that yeah. point, which and, there's a lot of it other social implications when you do something like that too when we were young we had a place we could go to underage and buy cigarettes Mm. we would usually have to pay somebody though like someone who's 18 or whatever to to go buy us some cigarettes the what that does is that makes it harder that's going to make it harder not not so much in the next like if they were to pass that this year it won't make it so much harder in the next like three to five years but like anything beyond that because i mean we hung out we knew older people when we were younger but like we weren't at at least i wasn't like hanging around 30 year old people very often enough for it to be like this is my cigarettes connection like i knew i knew some that would be like you know friends of my friend's parents or something that would be at like a party or something. And like, but they're not like hanging out with us. They're not like our friend that they're going to go buy us cigarettes all the time. So I think for like kids in high school, I think the idea that like this helping to cut out the, to prevent the addiction before it starts. I think the, like it's another, like their heart's in the right place thing. Like yeah, it I don't sucks. Care if their hearts in the right place. I don't want them to take something from me. Well, you're they're not. No one's taking anything from you. They're taking it away from kids, and I stand with the children. Okay, <laughs> I'll be the voice of the youth if I have to. Steven's gonna be uh, the the sixty seven year old man buying cigarettes for the kids. <laughs> cigarettes for that was always my just thing. throwing them out at, outside the fucking like, uh, if, uh, elementary if ever, school. If I ever became a millionaire, I hit the lottery, make it big, I'm buying pounds of heroin and cartons of cigarettes and razor blades, and I'm making little little packets of cigarettes with heroin and razor blades and just distributing them 
all over the city, throwing them from my car. <laughs> Fucking <You know? laughs> like a bunch a of needles and shit. <laughs> Absolutely. But there's no fucking reason. Like, I don't care how many kids have to die of throat cancer for me to be able to smoke as a teenager. <laughs> Why the fuck should anyone be able to tell you that you can't do something just because it's bad for you? Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing that I was looking into. Um, well, I mean, that's like you can still find a way to get a hold of something and do it. But, but that's th- not that's not how evaluating a law works. You can't say, oh, there's a you could do it illegally. We're talking like the this is the the path our society has shown us. You either you either can or you can't have something. It's so, not like so oh, here, it's going to mostly work, but we can get around it. So let me let me bring up an older argument of ours. I forget where you landed on this. I I think I know where you landed on it, but I forget mm. what the final stance was. So let's say you wanted to get your fucking arm chopped off as a body mod. Mm-hmm. You're not. It's illegal to do that, but shouldn't be. Yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah. the The thing is, I think that it's making a choice. I mean, we're not even saying you can be a full grown adult. Like, I I don't agree with it, but I do understand making drugs, alcohol, tobacco. Like, you have to be eighteen. I don't really even agree with that, but. Uh, I, I feel like that's like a slightly acceptable line to draw, but mm. to say now you could be 44, you could be 50 years old and the state of California is going to tell you you're not allowed to smoke a cigarette. That, that so is that's just, the thing. No, you can, you can smoke a cigarette. You can't buy cigarettes. But that's you can't the, buy it's them. the same thing. This is the pipeline to fool uh, criminality and smoking. I mean, th- that's what it is. There, it's going to be at some point. No cities, no states are selling it. Like if they had it their way, it's not like they would. They would want you to get cigarettes from another state. Like this is like what the future is going to look like at some point, where now, most places are going to ban smoking completely. Now, here's a thing that I looked into was it. From the language of what I found, it says the sale of tobacco products. It would not include like cigar, like certain cigars. It like you would will. have to get like regulation on that. Um, but the how cigars disgusting would, is that though? How disgusting so is that that they're the, going to pick and choose which forms they want to criminalize? And it wouldn't be like nicot like sources of nicotine. I couldn't find that kind of language where it wasn't like. Patches, gum, the fucking snus. I guess the snus is tobacco, but like the nicotine pouches. I don't know what that would be. Uh, that's it a, depends consider- on if they use natural or synthetic nicotine. That's yeah. normally how it they break it down. Is and if then it's derived from tobacco or if it's lab made. So then the other one would be like vaping. Like hmm. vaping is not inherently a tobacco product. So. What does that mean, right? Most juices made from tobacco until until recently, since all these bans have came about, that companies have gone hardcore into nicotine salts, which are made in labs, because they can get around the illegality of having vape juice coming from tobacco itself. Fun. But that looking that up, trying to find that language also led oh, me to find nightmare. where where is the other 
Like, where else does nicotine come from naturally? It can't just be tobacco, right? Like, Pretty that's sure not mostly is. Mostly, the tobacco is definitely number one. Um, I think I told you number two, but it was a week ago, so I don't know if you remember or not. No, it's t- potatoes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, potatoes. Um, I would be. Uh, Anything in the nightshade family that includes uh, eggplants and tomatoes as well, mm-hmm. um, but also but potatoes. That's why they're so fucking good and addictive, and that's why everyone loves potatoes so much. That can't it, be It fact. fucks with your dopamine levels, which is why you love those I, fucking McDonald's french fries. I, the I'm on. calling cab. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what amount of potato – how many pounds of potatoes would it take to, to extract – to, fe- to feel the nicotine? Yeah, a, oh, a cigarette's worth of nicotine. We're talking – this is like banana – the myth of banana time. We probably need like 10 tons of The potato. myth of banana time. <laughs> To get one cigarette. I mean, yeah, I'm sure. Dude, but, but it's... I, why, why the fuck shouldn't kids be allowed to smoke? Here's all even farther this. Why the fuck shouldn't kids be allowed to vote? Are they are they slaves? Do they not have a voice in this country? Okay. They're not allowed to smoke. Okay. They can go to when's war, the, but they can't vote for things. When's the last time you hung out with a grade school age kid? <laughs> I feel like this is a trap question, so. <laughs> So I'm just going to avoid it and sidestep it. What's his name? The pedophile hunter walks out of my <laughs> living room. Chris Handsome. Fucking Chris Handsome. What are you doing? Um, I um, yeah, kids kids shouldn't be allowed to probably vote. anytime recently. Kids should not be able to vote. Uh, I think they they're, should, they're no matter stre- how young they are. Their stre- the stream of their stream of logic and uh, uh, their organization of their um. Of what makes sense in their heads. Um, I mean, honestly, if kids could vote, we'd have more policies, more more politicians coming out like, and I'll give you pizza day, a free pizza day on Wednesdays. No, here, here's the real thing is pretty much most kids up to a certain age are going to vote for whatever their parents tell them. Yeah. And then as teenagers, True. they may do the opposite. But the reality is most of those kids are not going to vote, right? But the thing is, is like we, we have – generations of people who have no engagement into politics before they're (laughs) no i am so fucking serious i've gone so deep in this debate because there is no reason you shouldn't have prior engagement with our political system that i agree prior to being an adult and how else you should do that you should yeah why does a 17 year old not deserve a, a voice in our country there's a lot of things that we don't teach kids um until they are old enough to do sex, it. taxes. Yeah, taxes yeah. is the fucking big War. one. How to like morality, how to like psychology. balance a budget. Yeah, in general, like that kind of shit. Yeah. Why shouldn't a seventeen-year-old actual life skills? Why shouldn't a seventeen-year-old be able to smoke while they fill out their ballot? Tell me that. Well, because it's inside, Stephen. So. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say they're outside. They're filling their mail in. The, the outside voting booth. They're, they're, they're fucking winds mailing. blowing around all the paper and they're, shit. They're smoking a big stogie right after taking a lunch break at school while they fill in their mail in voting ballot. Why shouldn't a 17 year old be allowed to do that? <sighs> I don't. I don't think kids should vote. Mostly because I think. Kids should be I don't, aware I don't think of the process of which I don't because that's the other thing is like the arbitrary age of eighteen is goofy, right? Like, Absolutely. You could you could probably convince me that like seventeen 
Well, even 16, you could probably convince me is, is acceptable. But like, you've fallen right into my trap card. So if we agree with that, <laughs> why not 15? When's the last time you hung out with a 15 year old, Stephen? Um, do you do you remember yourself at 15? Mm-hmm. Very, would you very, have anything, very bright would, kid. Would you have offered <laughs> anything good and worthwhile if voting? It's it's not about that. the The real question is why why does a sixty year old have a more valid voice than a sixteen year old? Now that I that okay, you, you're starting to turn with turn me there. We all have so to suffer the, in this I piece think, of shit I think country. the obvious I think the obvious answer that people would give is experience, mm-hmm. but there there comes a way where experience gives way to progress and new ideas that would give give the the younger generation the the one up and and that situation to me how is how is the the younger how does younger people having um equality in voting give them an upper hand because the reality is right now not 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 get i'm sorry i'm not saying giving them an upper hand in the in in, in like life or a situation i'm saying giving them an upper hand in that argument i'm saying that i am i am more because of the idea of progression as the I'm into the idea of progression as a species, as a people. Mm. So that can only happen if you embrace the ideas of the youth, the people, the new generation, if you give them a voice. And right now we don't let and them make it participate matter. and have a voice. Well, I mean, it's mostly because they're obsessed with uh, BTS and, you know, that's okay. But um, that's a, but the, really, you, they would you're, make you're wiser me. choices than they're, they're equal and opposite. Now let me ask you this. Um, this is like this on is, on average, who do you think would vote for better, more progressive things? The age bracket of let's say ten to sixteen, or the age group of eighty-five to ninety-one, or whatever. Oh, the younger for sure. I would agree with. So why should we let them? But vote? but then also we see. There's also the the problem where it's like. There is a larger quantity of kids that are going to be voting for whoever the fuck their parent tells them to. Mm-hmm. Um, which and it's again, our job I think, as adults to lead those children the right way. So that's where it's like if they don't have the outside, yeah, we would have a whole education on that. There would be a ton of kids voting for Trump, and it would get super gross really quick. Because Paul, the best argument against it is that politicians would be appealing to children for votes mm, yeah i see some argument there and I'm, i don't know man free pizza day on wednesday sounds pretty dope and i'm making the argument right to this is like a, an abortion debate like you want to make the argument as extreme as possible to find middle ground i don't necessarily think five-year-olds should be allowed to vote but i don't think it should be limited at fucking 18 or whatever so like you have to fight for it as extreme as possible to try to get the voting age dropped at all. Yeah, you got. It's like dropping the harsh news before you give the uh, the actual the bad news. That yeah, it's like it's not it's not as bad, but it cushions the blow. But I I think from a like fundamental place of equality, I don't understand how we can say a senile person who 
can't drive, can't read, and drools in front of the TV all day, has a more, uh, because they've lived longer, can have a decision what happens in our country, but a 17-year-old can't, a 16-year-old, a 15-year-old. I'm, I mean, I'm definitely of the, I thought when I was younger, it seemed foolish that I was able to have a job and pay taxes, but yeah. I couldn't vote. Or could go die in a war that year, you know? Well, I mean, like I'm talking about when I was like 15, mm-hmm. like I could have a job where I paid federal taxes and like my money's going to the government, but, but I'm, I'm not allowed to vote on what it could be used for or like state taxes and shit. I'm not allowed to vote on what that goes to, um, Think think about how stressful high school is. How can you say a high school kid is not allowed to have a cigarette and de-stress once in a while? Mm -hmm. You know how stressful grade school is? You know know how many people we know that are addicted to cigarettes? I mean, nicotine in general, but Mm -hmm. nicotine started from smoking then. Yeah, it's terrible, right? Yeah, it's rough. It's it's the worst. But that's for humans. We're allowed to make terrible decisions yeah and then when you're spending you know at least five dollars you know some people buy you smoke a fucking pack a day mm-hmm. fucking what is that like seven dollars a pack of smokes now like well, it shouldn't be that expensive first off but why shouldn't we be allowed to make bad decisions why should other people be allowed to tell us they know better like i feel like if you say that's experience Sure, but I feel Maybe like- Maybe not it, know better, but I know how this turns out. Like like the- But this- Something I've said to you before where no good story, story of a person's life starts out with, and then I started using heroin. I, more and more, I've thought about that take, and I disagree stronger and stronger. Really? Yeah. Now, you've met and you've been to government facilities where- these people are going that have started out, not started out, but like they all gone down that died. path. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, the thing is, is you never can say like, oh, you made it out because most people, like, even if they're five years sober or whatever, like, tons of people, the majority of people still like relapse and die within the You're, 10 You years. openly talk about going back to using heroin if you can yeah. get it. Like sure. for real heroin. And it's it, less than like 4% of people get sober, basically. Um, but think think of, I've had plenty of fun nights or stories that could start with, and then I was using heroin. But more so, heroin's bad, drug's bad, right? Whatever. Yeah. Let's say Let's say all drugs are that likely to kill you. Right, that only four percent of any substance use users will make it out and have a normal, productive, whatever life. Right? Let's say only mm-hmm. f- you smoke weed, ninety-six percent chance you're dead that year. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. You should be allowed to do that, and the four percent of people that go through that experience and live through it are. are I, I hate the idea or when people say, like, you're better for it, you're stronger for it, because it doesn't necessarily make you stronger or whatever, but it makes you who you are. Like, I, I don't feel like you can just say, hey, we know that's bad for you. We're not going to allow you to live your journey or go through what you need to go through. 
Like, I, I think it, it's the symptom, not the problem, right? The fact that this many people go die on this drug knowing it's very likely to kill them. They've watched it destroy their communities and their friends are all dying and they're still doing it, right? Mm-hmm. It, the problem isn't heroin. It's what's leading people to use heroin knowing they're going to die, right? The problem with the kids smoking is not that they started smoking. Like, granted, there's some cases like so, of just so it, pure addictive substances that hook people, but that's almost never reality. So in that situation, if they didn't have access to heroin, they might they have never, a better outcome. They, but that's freedom. I want to live in a world where I can get a gun and fucking inject heroin in my neck. I can, if I have enough money, I can buy a fucking satellite or get on a rocket ship and go to the moon. I want a world with as much fucking freedom as possible where I can do whatever the fuck I want. If I have the means, drive, motivation that I can follow the pursuit of happiness. And even if it's bad for me or other people who have wisdom know it's not the best choice or it's going to lead to more suffering or suffering for the people around you. Like that's the the human condition. Mm-hmm. We should be allowed to make as many bad choices or mistakes as possible. And the argument that the taxpayer has to pick up some shit, just fuck them. You know, like that's just how things shake out. That's that's what the government's for. I think that. I think that you have the opinion of freedom to a fault is the way I, I'm thinking it in my head. Because there there comes the issue of maybe maybe you want to make that choice, but there are so many people that can't handle that responsibility, and you know exactly. I do. That you've met these fucking people, and they should die off. <laughs> I, I the the people that like can't that will always make the wrong choice. That they're the mouse in the maze, and they'll always get zapped for the cheese, right? But it's let's sad. Say they're, they're 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 at a they're at a rough place, and they're. On, on the precipice where if somebody were to offer them heroin or to offer them, yeah. you know, a, a substance, They're we'll just say a substance, sure. yeah. then they would be more likely to take it. But if they don't, then maybe they have a, they, they statistically stand a better chance of doing something that brings them happiness, that brings yeah. them a, a, a life where they're not addicted to a thing. I agree. I think first off, the, the in in some ways drugs or like heroin specifically sucks for this conversation because heroin has changed so much. And if the world was full freedom mode, how I would prefer it to be, we wouldn't have these fucking elephant killing drugs for like pennies. You know, like yeah. this is this is it, it, things have already spiraled to such a fucked place that it is almost impossible to like ever have it even out again with Mm -hmm. like hard drugs specifically but you're i do take your point that like the more free let's say let's say every kid in america is given a gun right at birth Mm -hmm. 
all the grade schools across the country, there's going to be a lot more shooting incidents where some preschooler kills themselves or a classmate, right? Right. I don't think we should give those kids guns. I don't think they should necessarily be allowed to have them <laughs> as a child. Mm-hmm. That's a what what a strong what a strong stance you're taking. I'm a little iffy on it, but um <laughs> we need to shut down those lobbyists that are putting putting <laughs> pistols in the guns of one year old or hands of one year olds. But I think I think specifically with whether it's substances, food, like sugar taxes, uh tobacco bans, like these are things that especially as an adult, I think maybe there's uh, modifying factors the younger you get to some extent that these are things if let's say you are in that really rough place and someone is trying to prey upon you with that and they know you're vulnerable and they offer you a very dangerous substance and you take it and die right mm-hmm. everyone in the world could look at that and be like this is fucked up we shouldn't have this many drugs in the community, this drug organization, this gang is responsible. They shouldn't have let you. You fucking chose to take it. And if you died, you died. Like, it, it's not good. I don't want that to be that way, but that that's our fucking choice. I have... I have some conflicting thoughts in my head. Because I... Right. St- I started thinking this, uh, thinking of this of a... You said sugar. And yeah, the sugar taxes that a lot of places are starting. Um, what I'm thinking is more of along the lines of is the idea of like if you look back at like the root of things that cause addictive or things that can cause that can be addictive, sugar is one of the earliest ones that we ever ingest. Mm-hmm. Especially in our in our country. Where we, it's the fucking land of plenty, and we, our tastes as a as a country, as a people, is Radical you know shit. sweet and salty and like lots of of salt and sugar and shit, right? Like once again, shouts out the fucking banquet meals. So having, I'm trying to, I'm what I'm doing in my head is I'm playing the argument out, but instead of tobacco. Instead of heroin, it's sugar. Mm-hmm. If we said like excess amounts of sugar per serving in a thing. Well, some states are doing an, an additional tax on the cost of products that have sugar. For each gram of sugar, there's an additional 25 cents, let's say, taxed on mm-hmm. that the customer has to pay. Not the restaurant. McDonald's can't offset it. You have to pay X amount for your extra sugar. So you go to buy your soft drink. It might cost $10. That That is happening in some pla- not Maybe not to that extent, but there are that, – that is a thing that happens in some places now. And it's looked at more and more. It's definitely a ton of bands at like schools and stuff. But in general, it, it's thought of like – uh, it's like one of the faux critiques of the new Green Deal shit. Like, oh, we can't eat hamburgers anymore. It's going to be taxed oh, so yeah, high. Yeah. Can't eat sugar. That That's like bunk with that specifically. But a lot of that 
thinking in the sense that, yes, we know excessive meat eating is bad, right? All yeah. these cows fucking up the uh, fucking world and shit. All the methane, whatever. Uh, we can't afford it. Sugar is going to give everybody diabetes and heart attacks and shit. I think more people should eat vegan and have less sugar. But I don't think it's my right to tell another human being that they're not allowed to. And that right. because they want to, we should tax them for it. Imagine like you, me and you are at my house and you want a soda. And I'm drinking water. And I say, dude, that stuff's really bad for you. And you're like, hey, but I want it. It's the same cost. I was going to. And I say, no. If you want to drink soda at my house, I got to extort you an extra dollar. If you pay that, then you can have it. That's fucked. I mean, be be a shitty friend, but. I want a better friend of a government. Here's the thing that I look at. And it's. I look at it like if it's properly organized, if it works the way it should, the taxes that are placed on things that make people sick and give people health problems will go towards cures and treatment. We'll, we'll, we we'll go that. towards we'll go towards you know the <sighs> Medicaid and shit that will that they will inevitably need when they have emphysema and diabetes. But and it doesn't like that. work that way. This is, right. this is some of the wisdom I will say I, I get from my, to this day, Catholic Republican mother. This is, this is something I, I can say she has helped me understand in a sense that while I may disagree with pretty much every fucking position she has, the less power you give to people, the better, right? The, mm-hmm. if, as soon as you tell your city, your state, your government that they can, they can make you pay extra for sugar, that you're not allowed to eat meat, that you can't smoke, you give that shit up forever. It's like the fucking Patriot Act. Like you don't get rights back. Hmm. That tax money is not going to be used to help those medical bills. And that money's and gone. It's not going to be enough, and it's going to increase. And so that's—I mean—that's helping your cause. It's only helping your cause that it's—it does change things, in my opinion. Of like, it's food. It's a you know whatever. We're this is the way we it's we're used to having it, but it's also I'm conflicted because. This is the way things always have been is a bad argument. What's your favorite food? Also, um, the Japanese food, which honestly, they use a lot of sugar. Japanese food. They they, they use a lot of sugar in Japanese food. What happens when Detroit bans Japanese food tomorrow? I mean, that's racist. No, they say, hey, we have a a political conflict with Japan and we don't want any money going to their food. So we're banning all of it. and that, you, you know it's a bogus reason. It's well, obviously yeah. bogus. So I move away from it. Detroit. If it's Detroit, see he, here. Here's where you, if you came out and you said instead Ooh, of that, if you said instead of making it political, if you came out and you said we have studies that shown that whatever traditional Japanese like soy sauce, the, sure. you know, whatever will fuel you know, the emperor. Yeah, decreases your life expectancy by you know twenty five years or something like that. 
Like if you if they were to come out and say like we have we have figured out the 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 twelve leading causes of death in the United States and, and uh, they're all soy sauce. <laughs> it's all soy sauce. <laughs> fucking heart disease, Alzheimer's, the kidney disease, suicide. It's all it's all fucking too much soy. <laughs> too much soy sauce. If they came out and said that. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, and it's it's still it's like the sugar thing to me. It's like it's food though, and it's like I want, yeah, I, I want to make that choice to eat that thing. So okay. yeah, no, you're 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 you got me already. Oh I'm, shit! I'm, no, you got me on the last argument already. It's like it's if you put it into different terms, it's like this. I think I think what it is. I'm like trying to think of like what's the solution then? Like what's the what's the, the solution, solution is we let people die. That that it, I mean what that's is the what real is the solution world. to like people are going to die. Yeah. But what's the solution to try to persuade people that, you know, are still in formative years, still in whatever to to reconsider more. Better the role instead models. of that's a huge one. That's all um, there is, is better leadership. These adults fail, right? The, mm-hmm. Our parents' generation, not our parents, but our parents' generation as a whole failed. They failed. They fucked up every political system. They destroyed all of the infrastructure, and they taught us nothing we needed to know. Yeah. They failed. And, it, it, you know, that's such a, like, wide thing to be like oh it's the only solution all you can do is affect the people around you and i I think like we have to do better of like educating kids or young adults on how to make better decisions for themselves outside of that i mean yeah you just have to let people die i got news for you too a a really bad role model can help too um my niece and nephew in particular are heavy against the idea of drugs and alcohol because their uh, mom was a fuck up, yeah. and was like cooked on shit. So I, I, they they are they are have taken the stance of like, oh no, that's bad for you. Like, no, I'm not interested. For a while, um, when my when my nephew got his own room, even he was like, you're not. No one's allowed to have beer in my. You're not allowed to be, bring beer in my room. Like if we're hanging out and whatever, and like we go up to like see what he's up to. You can't come in his room if you got a beer in your hand, which is based, but. Yeah, I was like, I, all right, hell yeah, didn't like set your boundaries. But if, if you limit it to bad role models, no, I don't know, limit limited to that, but that can definitely cause an influence as well. Sorry, uh, give me one sec. I just heard a noise. Sorry, be right back. Oh, Steven's gonna have to cut somebody. It's the Pea Hill Bandits, the Pea Hill Potty Mouths out here. That's what we should have called the the podcast. The P Hill Potty Mouths. Can't wait for Stephen to hear this. Then we're going to find out if he leaves it in. Probably just a cat. Or a raccoon. Sorry. Didn't have to shoot anybody? No, I did. I killed him. Okay, cool. Robert's dead. No, he's dead. It's fine. <laughs> no, what I was going to say, if you limit the scope to a bad role model can be good. There's some truth to that, but 99.9% of the time, that's not true 
in the sense that your niece and nephew specifically, right? They they had other good role models without true. yeah, that's very true. Without that support, and still, and even still with the additional good role models, even though they might hardcore be against the idea of like making some of those same mistakes, they're still at a higher like propensity of it being an issue later in their life. Yeah. Yeah. I, I made it a point from a, not from a super young age, but like from the time that the oldest one was like around the age where I started smoking weed and partying and like thinking about the shit, like from the time that the oldest one reached that age, I kind of sat them both down. They were in the back of my car. I was taking them to get, skyline and we're talking about the uh on the way to the booze shop you know (laughs) yeah you know i was like i forget how it 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 organically came up talking about like alcohol or something and i was like they asked me like why i drink and stuff like that and it was like you know i some people have a lot of you know have issues with it i i have before but i'm you know i don't really like anymore and I, I don't do it very often anymore and we got talking about drugs and all this stuff like you know honestly if you want if you're ever not sure of something and you don't want to talk to your you know your dad about it you don't talk to like your aunts and whatever like i'm just a phone call away like peer pressure's real you're gonna experience it at some point but it's you know like if you have questions about that kind of stuff you can always talk to me i'll never lie to you i'll tell you the the truth about whatever you want to know and I'll you know put it to you straight and I I neither one of them's ever reached out to me about it but they know so uh, yeah and that's I felt like that was important to me because I'm not going to lie and be like no drugs are bad you can't ever do drugs cuz I I also didn't have that growing up I I had family that was like you know like I knew certain members of my family smoked weed and I, my mom, I remember her telling me specifically that when she was young, that's what her older sisters did for her where they were like, if you ever want to like do something besides weed, if you want to do any drugs or anything like that, come to us and we'll do them together. And then later on in life, she asked them like, what would you have done if I'd come up and said like, I want to do this, I want to do that. And they're like, I probably would have talked you out of it. But you know, they wanted you to, they wanted her to like come to them first instead of like going out with a bunch of fucking other dickhead little kids and doing fucking coke in their, you know, friend's bathroom and then someone drinks and drives them home or, you know, whatever. We've all been there. Yeah. I snorted heroin in a priest's home one time. Hell yeah. That's cool. Do we shift the politics? No, just hard drop. End of the podcast right there. (laughs) Um... Yeah, like, what are you thinking? I think there's some interesting things going on. You mentioned the drone being shot down. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. They, Russia took down our drone, and we uh, some people didn't know exactly how to take that. Well, there's two really big things happening, right? Th- mm-hmm. This might be the first time ever. It's still a big maybe if we have a U.S. president get charged with a criminal offense and, and the right. repercussions – and how that plays out. Do you have them go to a prison? Pretty unlikely. Uh, probation, ankle monitoring, still pretty unlikely. If he were to go to prison, do you send Secret Service with him? All kinds of major questions. 
And the reality is they may never charge him or he might beat his case. But now that one charge is going through, multiple other charges are on the horizon. And he has a, a fleet full of uh, civil cases and shit going on too. But at the same time this is going on with Trump, we have Putin who now has a... I forget what was it called. He has a criminal arrest warrant by like the, I don't know if it's the UN. Yeah, that's what I understood to be. So he can't leave Russia or he's tried with war crimes. So right now we have essentially what were the two biggest powerhouse leaders of the world potentially tried as criminals now, which is really good. Mm -hmm. And I think also... Uh, very dangerous and volatile. There's a lot of bad that can come from this too. The precedent that we hold our leaders accountable is very good. But also, if we convict Trump, right? Mm -hmm. What happens when President DeSantis is in office and he wants to get rid of his enemies? And... I think in a lot of ways, like a lot, Republicans and Democrats had to come together in a lot of ways to be willing to even charge a president to charge Trump. I think, I think there's a lot of strategic shit happening that Republicans are willing at this point to sacrifice Trump to consolidate power. Like this is the the biggest. Oh yeah, I'm sure of that boost in the polls or like rallying call to the right wing possible now he here's the thing is i think that i mean i know the the you know maga republican percentage is much lower yeah Yeah. they're much lower than they used to be and that's not i know it's 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 gone up and down man i don't i don't think i don't think that's definitive yet I, i feel like the the Republicans that are excited about the consolidation of power are the people that are like over MAGA. Well, that, but it's like the people that are in, you know, that are actually like, you know, uh, politicians, people that are seeing it for that, or, you know, people that are seeing it for the political party, not just people that are like Republicans for Trump. It's like sure. that, that kind of thing is. The the average I don't think the average voter is concerned about that as much. What I from what I've seen on every Republican polling thing is that basically there's a massive overlap in support between DeSantis and Trump's audience. So yeah. like depending on what's happening that week, it may look like one of them has taken the lead by like 10 points or by a lot right yeah but it keeps shifting back and forth like there's no clear decisive stat that says more people want to go with DeSantis than trump like the, it, it's gone back and forth it depends on what's going on that week and what they said last and i i think at at, at any point trump still could pull a lot of power mm-hmm yeah, I mean, I'm I'm definitely in the camp that the Democratic Party needs somebody besides Joe Biden. Yeah, I think 
you know. And not Marion Williams or whatever. Who? The the spiritual chick that ran last time. That had oh, I don't remember. Marianne Williamson or whatever. She's like kind of hippie-ish. She got 1% of the vote. She said she she has some good points. And she got a really rough time of it on the last election. But she's also a bit cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And she's done a like full news speaking thing, like rehab. And she's coming across way better. But it's still um, not good. But yeah. she, she is uh, oh, looking to be just, like the next big dem. We don't need a spiritual leader. No, not at all. We have we got plenty of gods in this country as it is. <laughs> but it, it, yeah. it's just it is interesting. I think we should hold our leaders accountable. But if we set that precedent now. There's some really scary possibilities, right? Like another red scare, another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that is one of the things I do look at from the younger people that I do. That when I do have conversations with the young, younger people, even like five years younger than me, I feel like they are more. They are so much more about holding holding people accountable to their words and actions they're more concerned with that than they are about the political agenda i feel like for the most part i mean as long as it's not like fucking wild you know banning information and you know shit like that like banning racist shit like that like that's that's um that's a whole different thing, but the holding people accountable for their their actions, I think, has become such a high priority in the last fucking three years, really. Well, I feel like just our whole lives, we've never seen any anyone held accountable or have justice for what has happened in our political lifetime, right? Yeah, it was always like, oh, yeah, they're politics, they're cooks. And, yeah. like, everyone just it's – it's a joke and everyone laughs it off. And it's like, why why is that a joke? Why is that a thing that we're just cool with? I think in a lot of ways it's – right? Like, each generation sees less injustice on a day-to-day basis in a lot of ways, right? Not mm-hmm. that there's still – there's still massive inequalities in so many ways – But on a day-to-day basis, like, America treats people with a higher base level of respect than they did 50 years ago, 100 years ago. For sure. There's less, like, blatant blatant racism, classism, sexism, right? There's still massive problems, but everyone is closer to an equal playing field than we were 100 years ago. Right. Right. So these things that we see in the news, in politics or whatever, I think I think more and more it's like, hey, that's really unfair. And I, I, some of that is like a – I think it could be looked at as like, uh, like a greater responsibility being mm-hmm. held. And then some of it, it, like from a bitter perspective, could be looked at as like, a spoiled perspective like oh you know things are so easy 
<laughs> yeah. We want to hold our leaders accountable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I look at it like it's um it's like an infected wound. It's like we we've we're we're working on the wound as a whole. We're getting all the kind of larger issues that are like Put you know, keeping it from spreading. And- yeah, we're kind of yeah, we're 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 stuffing some tissue in there and we're seeing parts that are fucked up and we're like, oh wait, while we're here, let's let's nip at this. Let's fix that. Let's fix you know, now that we've got like now that we're getting to a better place as a whole, we can focus on the smaller we we've stopped the bleeding. Now let's look at clot it up. Yeah. What's I think in one way, that's really true. Like, things are better. Over lifetimes, things get better. Nothing changes quickly. Things do get better over time. But things are very volatile still. And I've never been the conspiracy shit or like a... I don't think a civil war is right around the corner. But things are volatile. And I, I think there is still an element of like... It wouldn't take that much for things to fail either. Like, we have... Banks failing all the time. We have industries failing. We're like always, you know, a handful of poor decisions or accidentally shooting down the wrong drone or starting the wrong war. We're always kind of teetering towards towards the void too. I don't know. The, the next year, coming years in election, what happens with Trump, unfortunately, is going to shape things a lot what happens with putin what happens with uh ukraine um there's a lot of things that are kind of like in the air right now yeah sorry i just kind of got lost on a list of uh the potential candidates running for um office in 2024 and boy let me tell you a lot of Democrats, a lot a lot, <laughs> lot of republicans on here you Even you get down to like the rumored, it's a lot. It's almost all Republicans. There's like, what do you mean? Um, There's just more Republicans running for shit. Yeah, r- running for presidency. There's uh, a few. Well, that doesn't there's mean like, anything, though. Right, exactly. I just mean like I'm looking at choices of like people that are potentially running. What that means is like the choices that you you have to choose from. Yeah, and and uh, almost all of them. That doesn't mean anything, though. I mean, it means that there are what I, what I'm trying to say is there is not a lot of democratic options. Even the ones that are listed here, a lot of them are just rumored. It's not that they're confirmed or anything like that. But yeah, I, it, what I'm saying is there there are not a lot of options of other candidates besides Biden that would make sense as a potential like uh, people are going to vote for this person because the only other person I saw on here besides Biden and um, well, we've never, Marianne Williamson is um, it is incredibly it? rare you don't have a sitting president be the nominee I mean he is right old, but also but, yeah also he's 80 years old but he's in, mo- in a lot great. of people, My including boy Biden, in, is standing. He's strong. doing. He's doing fine. Um, but there, I mean, there is a majority. I don't know the majority. There's a lot of people in, in the Democratic Party that would even agree that, like, 
we could probably use somebody that's not I, 80 fucking years old. I don't think there's a – if anything, it's choosing the right VP. They're, they're not going to – Yeah. They're not – we're not going to pick someone else. You lose all women. I mean, it would be think, – think how hard it would be. Let's say Trump beats all of his cases and has the rallying cry with him. Think how hard it is for Biden to beat Trump or DeSantis. Imagine if we have a Marianne Williamson or a Cam- Camilla Harrison. No fucking shot. They, there's no option but to run with Biden. Did you just say Camilla Harrison? I did. I did. Kamala I fuck Harris. Up her name. What the fuck is her name? Kamala Harris. Yeah, she's a dirty cop did- rat. <laughs> was she a cop? Is she that a thing? She a prosecutor. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't know that. That has honestly, she has a mostly good record for a prosecutor, but she's still a little Weasley piece of shit. Oh, here rumored Gretchen Whitmer, Big Gretch. Oh, Big Gretch. I don't know who that is. That's the governor of Michigan. Oh, the Mich- kidnap Michigan. victim? Yep. Oh, yeah. Mich- we- Michiganders fucking love Big Gretch. She'd get assassinated in a week. We can't have some <laughs> loser victim trying to- No, she she was not kidnapped. People planned to kidnap her. Yeah, and she didn't stop it in time. She did. It didn't happen. Not close enough. <laughs> She should have kidnapped them if she was a real gangster, okay? Can't have her being president. She's not a gangster. She's a governor. I need governor gangsters, okay? (laughs) Bring back Al Capone to run the Senate. I don't know. I think Biden's the gangster we we, we truly need. (laughs) Eating eating ice cream and driving his Ferrari. (laughs) All right. Last, I got a last topic. It's a Corvette. I think it's a Corvette. (laughs) We, we actually talked about this a long time ago, but I don't remember if we got to, if we quite imagine it getting to this point so quickly. Chat GPT, new AI chat systems, people are using AI chats to talk to their dead loved ones. Oh, no. And there's an emerging realm whether it is knowingly or unknowingly, of digital psychics. Oh, Jesus. Now, we've we've played with the ideas, like, on Facebook, maybe on the anniversary of a loved one, you could engage in an AI chat with that person. You could run all of their data, messages, and shit through an AI, and maybe every anniversary you could, like, allow yourself a delusional engagement in a fantasy conversation with a loved one. I think it's interesting. Like the, what that on the psyche, what it would be like to knowingly AI chat, a dead person. I could see to some extent, like if you could do that for two weeks after someone died or on an anniversary, you could use that as a really interesting healing or coping tool but if you have a digital psychic pandering you and custom-built AI chat with your dead loved one, paying for time to speak to them could be incredibly predatory and like festering mental illness. But I think it's interesting and worth considering still. 
I liked when, do you remember a while ago, a few years ago, it came out, it was like a filter that came out you could put over pictures and it would like animate the like a face. Um, and people were doing that, that with is... like photos of like their dead loved ones. You sounded 70 years old when you just. <laughs> really? Dude. Why? What part of that facial animation filters for ten years? So, okay, well, then th- th- maybe it was ten years ago. It didn't. It seems like it was newer. Um, it feels like it was newer. There was a, it, at least there was a one that was like a, super accessible. Makes them look like alive. It. Yeah, I haven't and seen that. So that's a. It was a trend for a while. People would do that of like putting it over like a dead relative's picture, and that's then like creepy. They don't like yeah. say anything to you, but for a minute, it kind of looks like they're there. Gross. And it it was cool. I I thought that was that was cool because it was like it's not obvious. They're not there. That's it's not creepy. like it is. It's creepy, but. You know, like you said, for anniversaries, for like yeah, yeah. you just lose somebody, that can be very helpful in healing. I think um, it should have to show what they actually look like in real time, too. So no matter what state of decay they're in, it might show you like, oh, this is what they look like alive. And then it's like a jump cut. Like this. Yeah. <laughs> this is what they really like, you stupid fuck. It's just worms, dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a pile of ashes. <laughs> Um, I mean, so uh, I like that, but this seems, I mean, I, I guess I can see it being used for, for healing and it just, because it seems so separate yourself from reality, it doesn't seem healthy. Like, don't get me wrong. I had plenty of conversations with my grandpa after he died, but it, I do was completely one-sided. It was me sitting alone in the back of a bar alone, you know, like just, yeah. Out loud sometimes, like sometimes it was just in my head. But it just it helped me process shit. Yeah. But is it how it's supposed to be? Yeah, but then the idea of having an AI knowing it's a fu- it's an AI, it's a digital system. I can see where that can help people that are like there's therapeutic severely, possibilities for sure. Yeah, I I can see that being a possibility. I think it should now, almost have to be led, right? Like to to engage in that on your own is just a, a potentially very damaging. Outcome. No, yeah, that's like uh, that's how hereditary kind of went a little bit. It wasn't like talking to, but it's the communicating with. That's uh, that's part of that movie. I don't remember that, but it was, it was a good fucking movie. But um, like, like a ketamine trip. They don't recommend. They don't have people do these ketamine trips to treat their depression on your own. You're supposed to be led through. Like, there's yeah. ways in which. Like a potentially dangerous tool in the right setting with a little bit of direction could be like a very healing process. So you're saying have like a licensed counselor or therapist or something. That is the- A uh, licensed necromancer? The, yeah, licensed necromancer. <laughs> they, they they would be your your digital medium, if you will. I, I, I see interesting potentials. Like there's the whole argument- Oh, man, this is a turnoff to a lot of people. But there was a big internet debate for a long time that what if you could reduce the number of children that are sexually abused by making pedophilic material child shit available to people that requested it? Mm -hmm. And they would have to, like, 
register or monitor, but they could have unlimited uh, weird material to look at. If that reduced the number of children that got harmed, would that be a good thing? Yeah, I mean, we we kind of touched on that with yeah, the, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I've even heard as far as like having like the it's like sex dolls and shit. Yeah, there, like if that if that could the, like if yeah. that could help, then what you know? But if the all the argument would also be like Violent it's damage. making it more seem like more of a reality. It's it's more normalized. Yeah, exactly. The right amount of stigma is a hard line to right. And then, like, there's no way to to implement that without, you know, learning the hard way. Yeah. If it, if it doesn't work, like, high, there's no... High risk, high reward politics, yeah. right? Yeah. Very interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking shit. Did the... We just run out of gas? The f- yeah, yeah, that, um... Uh, yeah, that the, the idea of people... St- Scamming people out of money based on their grief is well. I I kind of like I, I, I know get where it can come from, and I I agree that it can be used, especially with a someone who's like a grief counselor or something mm-hmm. could help work with that. But to to be you know charging people to use an AI server or whatever, whatever the fuck you're doing, like it's. To, to, I don't know. To be clear, I was kind of going more conceptually because the general chat AIs are free or open source. But we know yeah. by by going into these realms where people are talking, they're loading all their loved ones' data. Or like, imagine you're a, a fucking serial killer, psycho stalker, and you are stalking a woman and you just start putting in... You hack into their Facebook, steal all their messages to everyone, get in their email, and you're making custom-built chatbots of them. They're, you're talking to eight hours. My, my, my custom-built um, long-range, long-distance girlfriend. Dude, there you can find Discord servers of hundreds of people that are just in communities because they all <laughs> engage in custom relationships with the chat AI. Right, like, the, mm-hmm. like in the uh, they fucking advertise them on uh, not custom so much, but they they it's like yeah. somewhat custom Sex on f- yeah that Chats. kind of shit. Uh, uh, these are huge now. Your own personal VTuber with like incel communities and stuff. Yeah, it it is a really interesting problem that or like. I don't know, like Pandora's box of like all the benefits that these AIs can do when used the right ways versus all the damaging and like weird psychological harm people are going to do to themselves using like robots and code, basically, you know? Yeah. It's a problem for another day, I guess. Absolutely. Another day. Right, we'll see it. We'll see the the long term effects in a little while. I'm sure. Just take a one. Yeah, day I think at a that's time. a just one day. That's a yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good wrap for today. Uh, thanks again for listening, everybody. 
Thank you to Approaching Human for the use of his music. You can find his work on SoundCloud at Approaching-Human. Make sure you check out the show page at Trash Cats Trash Cast and on Instagram for news and art from the show. Make sure you check out Facebook for the memes. For the memes. If you're super bored, you can check out my trash yard on Instagram at SkyZix, S-K-Y-Z-I-C-X. And then we, had, we shout out James Jean um, and Stannis Cloth. Um, I looked it up before. That is not correct. Tell, um, tell me. Um, what's his name again? Stan. Oh my god! Oh, you're gonna correct there, me and there, then not know it. Oh my god! I know it's not right because there is a T in there. Savantislav. <laughs> Santa Slav. No, that's not it. Sloppy Santa, the Russian pianist. <laughs> You'll find him, guys. Just look up fancy piano. Yeah, if you yeah if you type Russian. in the, the you have to type in pianist. That's you have to type that in, and it'll come up. Um, his last name's Richter. Yeah, <laughs> that helps. Yeah, yeah, you'll find them if you give a fuck. Yeah, and uh, shouts out the banquet uh, TV dinners. Nope, uh, <laughs> that's gonna be all for us today. Stay classy, eat trashy. think we can get banquet tv dinners as a banquet meals as a sponsored nope